when scientists start going missing in the 20th century, the Doctor deduces that they are being kidnapped through time. Along with new companion Sarah Jane Smith, they travel to the Middle Ages, where a Sultara named Lynx is arming a group of bandits with modern weapons in return for help repairing his damaged ship. Can the Doctor and Sarah Jane stop this warrior from ruining the Earth's timeline? Welcome to Season 2 of Regenerated. Teleological response of the virus. Most impressive piece of work. Thank you. Particularly when I realise you must have written it when you were five years old. Ah, ah. Uh, yes, that is rather difficult to explain, isn't it? You're going to try, aren't you? Uh, well, um, my Aunt Lavinia is in America on a lecture tour, you see. Mm -hmm. She had an invitation to visit here. I took her place. Why? I thought all this might give me a good story. I'm a journalist. Sarah Jane Smith. You realise this is a very dangerous place to be in. Well, I can't help that. I'm stuck here now. Anyway, we've got all these soldiers looking after us. Are you going to give me away, Doctor? I don't think so. Why not? Well, you can make yourself useful. We need somebody around here to make the coffee. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Regenerated. I am Matt, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-presenter, Becky. So I'm a co-presenter now. Well, I'm shaking it up for season two. Normally, it's my wonderful wife. Well, now I've I've been demoted. Well, I'm trying to get more professional for season two. No, you demoted me. Right. So yeah, like I'm saying, this is uh, season two of the podcast. Originally, it probably wasn't going to be seasoned, but because we did like seventy episodes with the odd break of a week or two in between. Some episodes, and we've had about five. Yeah, so it's uh, basically it just got to the point where we had seventy episodes and went into season two. So, for people who are new to regenerate, basically what we're doing is we're watching uh, Doctor Who from the very first episode. So, uh, season one was the Unearthly Child, all the way to last uh, the last episode we done, which was the Green Death. I've watched majority of them. Becky hasn't really seen... She's seen the odd one or two. More new who. Yeah, more and new than... Ones that I've seen when I've not... what You know, when you've put them on, when we've been going to bed and where I've not been able to sleep. Mm. So I've kind of caught bits here and there or when you fell asleep, watch them and then put them on in the morning. And I'm like, okay, that's about it. Yeah. And... Yeah. So that's basically it in a nutshell. So we had a little bit of a break uh, for Christmas and New Year's. Uh, so for the benefit of the listeners, Becky, how was your Christmas and New Year? You know how my Christmas and New Year well, I did was. say for the benefit of the listeners. Well, one, don't mix Smirnoff Ice and Baileys. No, you had a, a, <laughs> you had a nice little uh, yeah, reaction to that. Um, that went down the toilet, shall we say. Yeah, and it turns out Stilton tastes just as strong coming back up as it does going down. 
And Becky got merry. Me- Becky got merry on two thirds of a litre of Bailey's and about four Smyrna Fices. So probably not the best idea to mix the two. And especially if you want to spend Christmas Eve hugging the toilet. Mm, yes. Uh Betty bought me a, a first Doctor's uh, figure collection set, which is like the first Doctor and two sensorites. Yes, that was a nice little, nice little present. Thank I you, know. And the funny thing is, I got uh, that was a total bargain because Amazon was selling them for like about nearly thirty odd quid, and yep. we got it in B and M. Yep, in the British store B and M, they're doing these figure sets for quite a cheap price. So which I was a bit annoyed about. I was a bit annoyed about that because when I went in there with your mum and we saw it, that was five quid cheaper than what mm. I paid for it. But they're only twenty quid at the moment in B and M. So right place at the right time. And they had the claws of Axos, I think, and keys of Marinus. They had the keys of Marinus. Yeah, I think they might have had. I'm not sure yeah. if they did have Claws of Axos. They didn't have they Claws did have of Axos when we went, but they did when I went with your mum. They did have the five doctors that had a nice little figure of a yeah. Cyberman in it, which I thought was quite a good one. And also, I'm making my way, but he's not so much making her way through it until we really get to it, but season 17, which came out on Blu-ray, it's, uh, yeah, it's showing out to be a quite good one. So I'm enjoying watching that. Uh, and also, the Sea Devils are coming back. Yes, uh, if you're watching this, that's um it's the third of the first today, 2022. They announced, I think it was yesterday, isn't it? That's I think so. That Becky's favourite, the Sea Devils, will be coming back into Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. But obviously, we're not really watching Jodie Whittaker until we get to it. So we won't no, be seeing. No, but it's I nice. Any of the new it's ones, nice so. to basically. Because weren't the Sea Devils from the Silurians? Well, we have seen them, yes. They and are from John Pertwee. Yeah. There, yes. um, and it's kind of like. Yeah, but you know how I feel about the Silurians and the sea and sea devils because you know I like a fish face. Yeah, yeah, they're coming back, and they, by the looks of it, they can. Uh, keep I could get my Admiral Ackbar jokes out again. Well, they're keeping the same look as well, I think, as what they were in the the Pertwee era. Yeah, that's fun. So, uh, yeah, so that's basically Christmas and New Year's. Happy New Year. Also, a uh, quick point: as we're recording this on the third of the first, this is actually the anniversary when John Pertwee. Did Spearhead from Space? It was on the third Nerd. of the first in nineteen seventy. So mm. there's a little bit of trivia for you. I know. So season two, what do we expect from season two? To be fair, there's probably not going to be a lot different to season one. It's going to be well, no Joe Grant. Well, <laughs> no, I mean season two of the podcast, Becky. We'll get into season uh, eleven of John Pertwee's uh, run. His oh last final season, but I'm just saying from season two. Are we two, serious on series eleven? Yep, we're on season or season, yeah, season eleven. So season two of the podcast, it can get a bit confusing. I know this. Uh, it's not going to be much different. If it's not broke, don't fix it. I think. No, I like the the nice relaxed format is working. I find relaxed, not relaxed. Not really having a plot heavy driven synopsis of the episode is quite nice, and just talking about the finer points and picking out some of the details i think it works and becky likes to gas bag yeah so there'll be a lot of tangents as usual <laughs> we'll be going off points we'll try to bring it back on to topic um with doctor who related stuff but it's a little bit different difficult with you becky isn't it like you said you like to mm. go off on tangents so yeah, i see sometimes. from from the analytics at the minute that the uh, green death has got 35 listens which i think is really good for four weeks work especially if we're sort of trying to grow the podcast. Um, if you are a new listener and you have 
you know, listened to the Green Death and that's the first time and you decided to listen further and see how we get on and thank you for joining us. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we'll get on to, like I say, season 11. So if we go back to the Green Death. And Matt still didn't buy me in my hoodie. No, not yet. I haven't. Uh, oh, boy, what we're talking about, things like that. Um, social medias, I'm starting to scale back. I think we're going to just do Twitter and Facebook. Might do Instagram. I'm not really sure, but I don't really Yeah, but half the time it. these days, from what I've kind of figured out through my own Facebook, is if you upload photos and stuff, anything like media related to facebook it automatically does it on instagram anyway yeah i just think that having if you have loads and loads of social medias they just get you Lost. know you just have one uh, mainly i only use twitter with the occasional facebook there is a new feature on facebook that they did in uh, um they did uh what's the word bring my attention Release. to uh which is podcasts you can actually now uh link your podcast to your page so that's what i've done i've linked the regenerated podcast to the regenerated facebook page so again that's another avenue for people to find it if you wish to find it off facebook you can uh also i think the patreon and stuff like that i'm just literally going to shut them down i'm not really doing it for the money so there's no really a point nobody's really a patreon so there's like i say there's no real point and to be honest well, not really doesn't that really you, get the you, you say nobody's really a patreon one well, there is none <laughs> it's not really getting a TLC, it should really. So I think the Patreon's done. I don't think we're going to do any more of that. I think we're just going to do what we do, which is just basically release the podcasts. Still yeah. be on Sunday, uh, as usual, every week. And let's say the well, format I think, I will think stay the, the same. Well, I think the thing is, with this, what you're saying about social media, is I think, one, it's good to scale it back because you can focus on it more. And like I said before, you need to basically post at least a few times a day to get the algorithms up. Well, I yeah, say so I I more update on Twitter. I find that we get more hits off Twitter than I do Facebook. I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> so, uh, look, say I don't even have a Twitter though. Well, that's it. So, with the segue out of the way, if we go back to where we were in the Green Death, we basically it kind of felt to me as if we were sort of. So it felt like we were sort of closing a, a sort of chapter of Doctor Who with Joe leaving, and we're sort of saying. Uh, hello to a new chapter of Doctor Who with this new season 11. To be fair, this is John Pertwee's last season, so to me it's like an interim season before we get into Tom Baker. You know, it kind of... You yeah. know, ever since, you know, Robert Delgado died and, you know, Joe coming out of a... It feels like John Pertwee's sort of stuck in a rut and a, uh, kind of waiting for the end he must have known now that this was now getting towards the end and so they're kind of writing it like it's the beginning of the end so the uh the first uh serial of season 11 is the time warrior now we already have had a time meddler yep no as well we had the time meddler we've also had the time monster as well so yeah. there's a few you know they've had a few of these it's sort of like it's kind of original isn't it it's not it's not very original so say uh having the sort of same sort of title i suppose as the other mm. series it's a bit, bit confusing because yeah this one i actually quite like the time warrior but i don't really like the time monster so you can get really confused with it like that way but anyway get through some of the like, logistical stuff before we get into some of the finer points 15th of december 73 to the 5th of january 74 four episodes written by robert holmes who did the crotons space pirates spearhead from space Crotons. yep terror of the autons and the carnival of monsters so robert holmes is now he's a seasoned doctor who writer he's done quite a few 
Uh, he's done a Ruby. few rubbish ones. He's done a few good ones. You know, I think that this one, putting it out there straight away, is actually quite a good one, mm. I think. And it's quite a clever one as well. There's a few points that are quite nice. And uh, this oh, one, Mr. Potato Head. Well, yes, we do get to your favourites, the Potato Heads, <laughs> yes. And this one was directed by Alan Bromley, and this is his first serial. So The makeup was a bit shoddy. Well, yes, but it, well, it gets better, doesn't it? As we go through, you got to remember that that budget, Becky. It's always there, especially mm. with the seventies. Um, Wait for the CGI to come. <laughs> well, the budget. Speaking of the budget, the budget went all into the new title sequence. We got the very first kaleidoscope. Yep, the very first new title sequence for quite a while. I think, well, obviously since you know John Pertwee became the Doctor, mm. so it kind of. Yeah, let's say it's, a, it's more of like a kaleidoscope, but there's also like a, a spiral effect as well, and there's also a full yeah. But have you ever? The thing is, you said about a spiral effect. Um, yeah, which happens in a kaleidoscope. Mm. And also, it's the first time. Did you never have one as a child? No, well, yes. Well then, weirdo. So, uh, yeah. So I was going to say it's the first time we've seen a full-bodied uh, picture Apparition. of well, <laughs> full-bodied picture of the Doctor. Uh, normally it's just sort of the sort of shoulders and head. Yeah. Now it's actually a full-bodied version. I don't know. I, d I don't know whether I like this one or not. It's actually, it's not too bad, mm. but it's only for like five serials and then they're going to change to mm. Tom Baker. Uh, yes, yeah, Tom Baker. So is it really worth changing it now? It, mm. I don't know. Maybe they just thought they would. It's just a bit silly, really. Because if, it if that's the last season for John Pertwee, then what was the point of changing the title. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they just wanted it to look different. Yeah, Maybe but they I just can understand reset. them resetting it, you know, and doing a new title sequence, but why not wait till Tom Baker to do that? Well, that's it, isn't it? That is it. It's just a bit it of a strange... It just don't make sense. It is a strange decision. Maybe they did get a new producer or a new, you know, new team behind Doctor Who and just wanted to freshen it up, make hmm. this season different to all the others... And just do a new a new intro. It's just a bit of a strange thing. Like it is kind of like a new beginning um, for Doctor Who, especially when we now get uh, a new companion as well in the gr late great Elizabeth Sladen, so I say, uh, as Sarah Jane Smith, and she is probably oh yeah, I forgot that she died. Yeah, sadly, she unfortunately she she yeah has passed away. Yes, um, it, it's just she is the quintessential companion to me she she's my well, favorite thing is though like i've said to you before we're gonna get to the point in our lives where a lot of people who we've grown up watching like you know the one um katie manning and you know a lot of the doctors who are still alive you know they're bound to basically you know they're not gonna be around forever well that's it john pertwee and elizabeth sladen are both gone so you know, yeah. when when they come to do well, this Tom one. Well, Tom Baker's basically not exactly looking fantastic these days. Well, he does. He's, he's just he's just old age, Becky. Well, They're one minute, he always, yeah, but one minute he sort of looks a bit, like, you know, ill. And then the next minute he looks normal again. Well, it's because so he lost, he's lost quite a bit of weight, hasn't he? I know, he, he lost loads so of weight. But he did gain quite a lot of weight as mm. well. The thing is, you know, when they come to do like the Blu-ray version of this set, you know, there's no John Pertwee, there's no Elizabeth Sladen. Who's going to do the behind the sofas? Obviously, it's going to be, you know, like people like Katie Manon or other people that are in the show. You know, mm. it's just, it is unfortunately, it is what it is. But 
you know, she is what I, can, I would say is the quintessential companion. She's my favourite companion in the whole lot. And she's a lot of people's sort of go-to companion. Yeah, but how many doctors are there that are actually still alive? Well, New Who doesn't count. Well, there's Tom Baker onwards, isn't there? That's it, you know, because William Hartnell, Patrick Troughton and John Pertwee all passed away. So from Tom Baker onwards. I thought Sylvester McCoy had. No, Sylvester McCoy's just been in The Hobbit, Becky. Oh, yeah. Wrong one I'm thinking of then. Wasn't he the one who played... Um, I don't know. Um, I know what I mean. Well, being as they've just now released the Blu-ray sets for, for Sylvester McCoy and he's in them. So Robagast. So, yes, so he is still alive. Um, oh, I was thinking of someone else. Then. So, yeah, it's like I say, Sarah Jane's probably, you know, the fan favourite companion, I suppose. But, in, uh, like, I didn't think Colin Baker was still around. Yes, he is. Really? I've just watched season 17's Behind the Sofa and he's in he's in it. And it was recorded last year. I don't even know. <laughs> he's still <laughs> kicking around. Just, just trust me, you know, from Tom Baker onwards, they're all still alive. For right. now, yeah. So, Sarah Jane, she is a journalist. And what I liked from the very, very beginning is there is that banner. Now, in this see, uh, this uh, serial, John Pertwee, I find, is he is on all cylinders. Firing, he is now found the character. The he only the thing doctor, that know. I don't find the utmost realistic is how he wears a frilly sleeved shirt and a suede jacket and none of it gets plucked climbing down a ladder. Well, that's it, isn't it? He now, is... me, I get basically plucked through, you know, just doing nothing or walking through a room. You know, aside from doing, like, a vehicle in this, he's doing everything. He's doing I get the karate, the running, the action. He's doing everything in this one. I get frilly sleeves caught on a blimmin' door frame or a door handle. Mm, so yeah. how the hell is he coming through that unscathed? And also, I find that in the beginning, the doctor, he, he's kind of missing, you know, he's, we know... He don't even lose buttons. Well, no. That's it. He's, he's got doctor. a very, like a suede blazer and he don't even lose a button. That yeah. is bull. Well, he's a doctor. That is bull. So, um, yep, the doctor, as we know, he was very fond of Joe. He's now reeling from that. Obviously, he has found a new companion in Sarah Jane. I think well, from the beginning, I think from the beginning, well, kind of an accident, but I think in the beginning, that's in his mind. He's kind of thinking, we'll see. And from the portrayal, I think Sarah Jane is... She's quite strong. I would say a strong personality straight away. She's not a screaming. Yeah, but woman. the fact that she said that basically her name was Lavinia. I swear we've heard that name before. Somewhere. Well, that was uh, wasn't it like her auntie. I think was what yeah. she said. Who's like a virologist, uh, but she's sort of posing as her because she's a journalist and wants the scoop. So yeah, but Lavinia. It's, it's very quick that the doctor. No, I'm thinking of some. I'm thinking of some else. He's one step ahead there already. I'm sitting there thinking, well, we've we've heard Lavinia before, and I'm, and that's just popped into my head, Downton yeah. Abbey, but still. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think we'll go quickly through the sort of uh, plot line. It's a very simple one, as always. I find with Doctor Who, basically in the Middle Ages, 13th century, there are two warring factions. There is there's Sir, always war and factions. There's Sir in Edward, the Ages. who's sort of the good guys, and then there is the the bad guys, who is called. Can you remember? Iron Drawn. 
Yeah, I um, can't remember. He's kind of like the bandit type of person with his group of men. And basically that's <sighs> what it is. Outside the window, they think it's a star that's landing, but actually it turns out to be a sultanan orb. Sultana. <laughs> yeah, basically. Sultanan Sultana. Sultaran. Yeah. Sultana. Uh, looks a bit more like a sultana than a potato, I suppose. Well, that's it. So he, obviously the Sultarans you are... You ought to be raising your game. A warrior uh, race. And to be honest, the look... Oh I, my I like God. Always... Pun over your head. I know, I'm just moving on. No, but I said you ought to be raising your game. Right, okay. Sultanas, Okay, raisins. we'll give you that one and we'll move on very quickly. Oh, for Christ's sake. So... I get like the grape. look. The Sultaran look is really quite cool. I think it's a Matt, good look. Matt, you need to get a grape. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> yeah, I think the look's quite cool. And it's kind of like a helmet. It's not very current. We'll just <laughs> wait for you to get them all out, shall we? <laughs> I don't it's know. not like we've got a podcast <laughs> to do or anything. I don't know. Depends what the date is. Ha, ha, ha. You're very, very droll on this season one, <laughs> or season two, should I say, episode <laughs> one. That's You've been thing. saving them up over Christmas and New Year, and now you're letting them all out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, is there any more? <laughs> um, uh, we could be here for a while while Becky tries to go through her <laughs> sultan and, and currants. And My dried fruit humour. Puns, yes. We might be here for a while. So anyway, so yeah, the Sultaran, oh, I'll think about it. The Sultaran look is quite cool, I think. Uh, but they obviously have a weakness, which is the vent on the back of their neck that comes into play at the very, very end. Sure, it's not a fig. That's not even that doesn't even work. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so basically, the Sultaran has arrived in the Middle Ages. His ship is sort of damaged, so he needs to sort of get it working again. But he need he can't do that on his own, so he's basically which I don't really get. He's kind of like making these scientists disappear. Well, I've I've seen better look than spuds and spudgy like. I don't I don't get how he's making these scientists disappear. Well, they're saying he, he they said that the, he's got his projector thing to sort of send them back. Well, the doctor did, like little but box then. Thing. Yeah, so, so it's obviously box. how he's kind of took them out of time but, and but put them there. But he, but the Sultarans don't have time technology, as far as I know. They're just a warrior race. Well, they managed to get them there somehow. Oh, yeah, it's a bit strange. Maybe I just missed that bit. P- people let me know. Let me know on Twitter and Facebook where I've completely gone lost, lost the, the plot on that one. So anyway, he's Literally. Take, he's taking these scientists from the modern day to the 13th century, where they're sort of hypnotized into helping. There's also um, a, a scientist that the doctor befriends called Rubish, because there's quite Rubish. a funny, quite a funny little scene there at the beginning where he goes Rubish, and then the doctor thinks he's saying rubbish, so he's like, "I beg your pardon," and obviously his name is Professor Rubish. Uh, but he gets transported at one point. This is what kickstarts the doctor deciding. Yeah, but to come on, that must happening. be one of the worst names in history to go to school with. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's like constant tease. Mm. Yeah. You know, although saying that, I think you know, 
with ours, I think there'll still be one or two that they, people could probably get in. And at the end of the day, you know, people bully people for sake of it anyway. But, come on. It's like my sister went to school with a lad whose na- surname was Ramsbottom. Yeah, so? And we just used to take the mick out of her there are loads when she of, started going out. There are loads them. of funny surnames and main names out there, Becky, so... You know, that's like that's like basically having a surname called Piles or something. Mm, that's well, just probably. You know, you can't turn around and do like a bouquet with it. You know, that's that's really what it is. That's rubbish, isn't it? And he just goes rubbish. Mm, well, that's it. So, like bouquet. When a rubbish disappears, this is what this is what forces the doctor to sort of pursue him through time. Obviously, in. In Doctor Who, but you've got to say rubbish now in a hyacinth accent. No, you're all right because there might be people out there who doesn't don't actually get that reference. Uh, because go we on. have international listeners, Becky, not just British listeners. Yeah, well, so. still. So yeah, in Doctor Who fashion, it's funny. Sarah Jane has to stow aboard the TARDIS, and there's one bit I don't really get, which is when they transport themselves to the 13th century and. Uh, Sarah Jane comes out. There's no well, it's bigger on the outside, uh, in the inside. There's none of that. There's she's just walked into this police maybe box. Maybe she hid in a broom cupboard. Yeah, but I, I just don't get it. She she goes in. Yeah, maybe she, she hides. Maybe she didn't go all the way in, and maybe she hid in a broom cupboard at no, the side. She hides, and then the doctor goes in. He sends it on its way. He goes out. Then she comes out, and she says, "Oh, I better find a telephone." She doesn't think. I've just been in a in a in a small police box. Oh, by the way, it's massive on the inside. So it's a bit that's a bit of a strange continuity, I thought. But mm. anyway, so yeah, so obviously because the doctor's now in the thirteenth century. Yeah, but everyone always says that. So maybe it's the fact of you know they use an unpredictability rather than the fact of the usual. Oh, it's bigger on the inside. Crap. Mm. You know, so maybe for once they're actually choosing not to acknowledge that. Maybe, and maybe making it's that, because um, it's a stereotypical thing that all Well, yeah, but like say. I say, it's normally the first thing everyone always says is, oh, it's bigger on the inside, or they get in and then they go back out and then they go back in again and then go and then get really confused. Mm. So maybe they're trying to look at being unpredictable rather than having the predictable stereotypical factor. Maybe, yes. So from this point on, Obviously, the Doctor then figures out what's happening. There's a point where Sarah Jane thinks that the Doctor is actually the one who's bringing the scientists here and he's actually the bad guy, uh, only for then the Doctor to put a right and say, no, actually, I'm not. Uh, And then... Yeah, but come off it. A bad guy wouldn't admit it anyway. Well, no, but... Anyway, there's a, a, sp- a guest appearance from June Brown for people in the Brit uh, in Britain who watch these. I didn't even get that at all till you said it. Yeah. Because the pure and simple fact, I've used to basically seeing, you know, June Brown and her sort of aging glory. Yep. She and was in I've EastEnders never seen her that young. She was in EastEnders dot cotton. I've never seen well Dorothy Brown now. Um. But well, well, although she's people, not, she's not really in it anymore. Originally know her as Dot Cotton. Yeah, but you know she's not really in it anymore. But the point is, is that you know I've never seen her that young, so it didn't twig with me. So until you actually turned around and said it, I was like, you know, I was quite puzzled. 
Yeah, she played Lady Eleanor, who is Sir Edward's wife, and mm. they're the kind of the good faction. Whereas Iron Gron, he's the and his bandits are the bad faction. They want to basically yeah. What's with the dodgy accents? Well, I don't know. It's just the way it is. Because it's like they try to do a farmer's accent. They want to overthrow Sir Edward and take over his castle. Uh, they try and do it with the help well, of the Saltaran warrior, who's called Lynx. So, um, how the Sir Ed Edward or whatever his name is. Basically, Sir Edward. Yeah, yes. Sir Edward is sort of like prim and proper, and then you get like that Iron God, Grad, Iron Grand. That's it. He's, you know, sort of like a proper farmer talk. Well, yeah, well, that's, they're, they're bandits from you know, but then they, they do Apparently own. A, then, they, then they do own a massive castle, which is really weird. So <laughs> maybe they've just overthrown this castle. And killed everyone that was in it, and they're just literally like squatting there now. Probably. But then they do have like their own maid who's making their teas and no, serving them drinks. No, she looked like a maid. She looked like basically someone you've picked up off the floor. But yeah, so they're basically asking Lynx, the Saltaran warrior, for help. He's giving them what help. sausages? Yeah, he's giving them help in the form of musket guns, which is a bit strange because he could have just given them laser guns. Yeah, but it? why the hell would he give them? Where would he get muskets? Well, he's obviously just, I don't know. It's the time thing. Fabricate them, maybe. But he's just sort of fabricated them. So that's basically, and then obviously the Doctor has to get involved in it. And Sarah Jane is sort of, as as we say, companion assistant. Has to help the Doctor out a little bit. Uh, and they end up obviously overthrowing Lynx. Uh, of sausages. And obviously save the day. It's it's done in quite good fashion because at the very end of the episode four, Lynx gets his ship uh, back into operating, uh, working operation. And the whole plot is that when he takes off, the castle will blow up. So the doctor can't really allow that. He has to obviously get everyone out of it before. But there's a nice little scene where mm -hmm. uh, Lynx goes back to the ship, goes inside it. And one of the, Sir Edward's men fires an arrow and it goes into that vent Um Obviously, I'm guessing killing Lynx because they did do a little bit with uh, Professor um, Professor Rubish because he can't be hypnotized. Mm. He's kind of his own free mind. He has to save the Doctor at the end of, I think it's episode three. He has to, he, I think he thumps the back of that vent and then that sort of renders Lynx unconscious for a little bit. But I'm guessing this arrow in the back of the neck is going to actually kill him. That's what I'm guessing. Or in Germany, at least. Also, there's another person who guest stars in this, uh, which will be quite interesting to find out. It's actually Jeremy Bullock. Who? Well, Jeremy Bullock. Who? He was the guy who played Boba Fett in the original Star Wars. And he was also in Summer Holiday, for people who have seen that film. Uh, he, he played now? Edwin. He, yeah, he is. he's another one who's died as well. Yep. So, that was quite recent as well, wasn't it? Yep. Oh, I don't know. Well, the last couple of years. He, he plays Hal, who is, uh, I think, Hal is one of the bandits. I think he's second in command to Iron The ginger? Gron. Well, yeah, he, w he is ginger, or he was ginger. I said was, the ginger one. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So. There's, yeah, I think, um, what, I think I went that long ago that, that he died. Well, I don't know. I can see, I can have a quick look and see when he, when he, um, when he died. Can have a look. He died in um, 
December 2020. Yep, so it wasn't that 17. long ago, was it? Yeah. So, like I say, he was Hal the... Oh, no, I think he was Hal the Archer. I think he might have been the one who actually um, did it. He was the one who... Yep, that's right. He is the uh, the guy who was helping uh, Sarah Jane. So, he's the guy who fired the arrow into the back of Lynx. That's who he is. So he's He actually appeared in two Doctor Who stories. Yep. And without look, and what was the other one? Well, I can't really tell you, to be fair. The Space Museum. There you go, the Space Museum. Um, there's there's quite a few people in Doctor Who that appear in multiple serials, though. Uh, Philip Maddox, we've said this one before, he was in the, the War Games. But that also says, coincidentally, that David Prose and John Hollis, who would both later appear alongside him in Empire Strikes Back, also appeared in a John Pertwee era Doctor Who serial. Yep, and so did Peter Cushion, who was in uh, Star Wars as well. He was actually the Doctor in the two movies, which we did say we were going to watch one of them as a special for Christmas. We ended up not getting round to doing it. What's that? Who did Peter Cushion play? Peter Cushion. Wasn't he like the Death Star? Yeah, I can't remember what the uh, I can't remember what the character's called. No, I'm not as I'm not as uh, high up on sort of Star Wars characters. As uh, I am on Doctor Who. Is he the one with the really big bags under his eyes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But anyway, we digress. So, the Time Warrior. So, yeah. So, it's not a too bad serial. I think it's quite a good one. Uh, it introduces the Sultarans. Again, like I said, the Sultaran look is really, really iconic, I think, now. Mm. And it's, it's again, one of their monsters they like to come back to every now and again. Uh, I think it's a good monster to come back to, uh, but they are a bit. I I do find that the Sultarans are a bit dim-witted. They're not exactly the the, the sharpest <laughs> tools in the shed. No. They're all about warrior, you know, being although, warriors and although, fighters. But there are a few Sultanas short of a fruitcake. Ah, oh, there we go again, getting them out. <laughs> but there is quite like there's quite like. A nice bit of backstory with Saltarans. Also, there is um, the first mention of. Did you notice it? They're Sandwiches. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what you were watching. No, they had the first mention of the Doctor's home planet, Gallifrey. Oh, They're finding I they'd that already mentioned. Nope, that this is the very first time they've actually uh, called his home planet Gallifrey. It's the um, very first time. What about when he went back to basically with the Time Lords, with Jamie wasn't and Victoria? Wasn't mentioned. They didn't say what the name of I it was. I swear they mentioned no, it. No, this is the very first time. Trust me. It's the very first time they said it. So we're now getting a little bit. We've found, obviously, now we know he's a Time Lord. He says that's Sarah Jane. He actually explains that he's a Time Lord. We are now hearing that he's from Gallifrey. So we're getting that bit of the, the sort of law behind the Doctor. So... Yeah, so Robert Holmes, when you think about it, Robert Holmes has contributed so much to Doctor Who. Um, yeah. And there's so many ideas that he has um, sort of, you know, come up with that are instrumental in the Doctor Who um, universe. Like, these um, are actually on the wiki page, his contributions to the mythos. He are like the Crotons, the third Doctor, so obviously 
John Pertwee's Doctor, mm. uh, Liz Shaw, uh, the Nesting Consciousness or the Autons, uh, the Time Lords having two hearts, the Master Joe Grant, Mike Yates, the Drashics, uh, Sarah Jane Smith, Gallifrey, uh, the Sultans, um, and then there are Sultanas. other bits as well, which we'll get to as well when we um, talk about raising the game. On. So there's quite a few, you know, things, you know, like to say that. He Definitely raising the game. There we go. You're going to get them up. <laughs> so, yeah, he's contributed quite a lot. You know, he's contributed three companions in this one tenure of a doctor. He, look at what they know. If you look at New Who, what they still use today in New Who that he contributed. So yeah. things like the Autons, obviously the Time Lords having two hearts, you know, um, no, the Master, on the, big head. the Master, Gallifrey, all of these are still being used today, and he's they all come from Robert Holmes's mind. So, well, them like ceramic, weird, creepy heads are just nasty. So yeah, it's it's an amazing what he's contributed to to um, Doctor Who, and there are more bits that he's contributed as well. But when we get to them, we'll have to mention them because he's mm. got still a few more stories in him to come which are quite big ones um and especially going into so say tom baker's era as well which is not very far away now it's what four more episodes after this one i think really and we're on to the glorious tom tom baker again our favorite our favorite so that'll be probably what i've got to admit we've both been waiting for so yeah, ever since we started <laughs> with Unearthly Child. Which I'm kind of disappointed at because the pure and simple fact you told me it'd be by October well, and yeah, it's now we, January. Uh, like I said at the beginning, we have had a few times we've had a couple of weeks or three weeks or it's it's just basically to do with burnout because recording one a week, editing it, it can it can yeah. get a bit and obviously times, you know, know, we've had people staying, we've had, you know, the kids off school and you know, you know how tedious they can get at times. See, I said this on the last episode that we did that if I could have planned it, I would have planned to have the season break at the end of John Pertwee and then gone to Tom Baker straight new. Yeah, I would have done that, but it just didn't work out like that. Well, so, not only that, the fact that we then ended up with Christmas holidays and as well on top of it, and the fact of you know parents staying and. It's just mm. the it's fact of it all kind of came at once. Don't get me it wrong, it's been a nice four or five weeks off. Yeah. But I've actually looked forward to getting back into it now. Yeah. And sort of getting them, you know, getting back on it and, you know, recording and watching. It's, you know, and also, like I say, with this sort of scaled down format of watching and the podcast and that, where it's just really just the both of us just chatting about it rather than regimental it's easier it's easier than it's easier to watch the serials now because i don't have to write everything and religiously every single point it's just just to put out there my beloved puns come from my delightful brain completely out of nowhere and none of it is written down unlike matt's stuff that he writes down well yeah it's all all off the bat all from the depths of becky's mind (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty screwed in there. So have fun. So um, if you are a new listener, then <laughs> it, it was a it was a pleasure having you for this one episode. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but that, this is why pe- this is why off. people come back because they love it. Yeah, well, they love the humour. Like you say, mm. 
Well, we'll at the see. end of the day, in life, humour is a good thing because you know, if you didn't laugh about things, you know, mm. what's the point? Also, uh, I think time monster. You got you got to have a sense of humour, otherwise you're just gonna sort of plod along, getting boring. Also, I think that the, uh, the time warrior should say the sets hit and miss for me. They had some really good exterior castle shots with the doctor running around and stuff like that. Yeah, inside they looked like cardboard. Mm, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It looks like painted <laughs> on bricks at one point. Painted on bricks. I have seen nativity scenes that were painted by an eight-year-old that looked more convincing. Also, there's a, a scene where uh, Lynx uh, manufactures uh, like a, a robot. Like a medieval robot. Oh, come which was off bit, it. Which is a bit terrible, to be fair. It was like a blue Peter, here's what I made earlier. Yeah, that was not That's not the greatest. And effect. I will bring this up again. Even Tracy Island at a yogurt pots looked better. See, that's also another thing <laughs> as well. This one, not really effects heavy. There weren't very many effects at all. No. It was just simplistic. And this is what I said about... It made me laugh when he said... When she he was throwing them things down. And she was like, oh, what's in that gas? Is it dangerous? He was like, nah, it's just a smoke bomb. Yeah, basically. Well, it was just not stink a stink bomb. bomb. Yeah. It was a stink bomb. Oh, God, I hate stink bombs. When I used to work, you know, these little brats used to come in the shop all the time. And all they did was just plant stink bombs everywhere and let them off. They were horrid. You couldn't get rid of them for and, love nor money. And also because, like I say, I have a soft spot for Sarah Jane. When she was in that sort of maid no outfit, shit. that maid's outfit, she actually looks phenomenal in that, that look. I've got to admit that. she That really did suit her. And you can see what the character sh- is about Curve. straight straight off the straight off the bat. You can see what the character's about when she's talking to the sort of the housemaid and she's saying, you know, the women just cook, you know, and she's saying, well, why? You've, you can be more, oh, get, get, you know. get turned on by basically middle-aged dress now, do we? Wow. Well, get turned on. No, no wonder why, no wonder like why, no wonder why you like a bit of D&D. Unfortunately, she's the late, great Elizabeth Sladen, unfortunately. Yeah, well, no wonder why you're a bit of into D&D. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you can see that she's kind of, um, very much women's rights and stuff like that. So, uh, you know... She's well, yeah, be... because she is from that at that age of where, you know, it's all women's rights and, you know, equal opportunities for women and things like that, which even now, you know, like God knows about, what, 50 years later? But obviously this is like... You know, it's nearly 50 years later and still women don't have the right equality. It's... But the thing is with this first sort of serial with Sarah Jane is that we don't really get... We get to see a little bit of the dynamic between the Doctor and Sarah, uh, especially at the beginning. There's a little bit of banter, especially when he's like, well, I know you're not who you say you are. I know you're something else. And he's already sort of figuring her out. But we don't... I wouldn't thought we get the real dynamic of how their sort of... their uh, relationship's really going to work until the next serial. Yeah. So, yeah. So... Yeah, Time Warrior. I I really liked it. I thought it was a really good one, and I've I have memories of watching it the first time and really liking it. So mm. on the second watch, which it is now a second watch, I still got to say it's actually a really good one. Probably one of my favourites of uh, John Pertwee's era. I think. So, mm. what did you think of the the Time Warrior? 
I thought it was good. It weren't the greatest, but, you know, it weren't bad either, so... Well, in the... Uh, uh, for new listeners, we do, or should I say I do, I take from the... I think it's the... I can't remember now. Is it 40th anniversary? I can't remember what anniversary it is. Uh, it must be 50th, because they're coming up to the 60th anniversary, so it must be the 50th. I don't know, because... I think it's the 40th, I really do, because I don't think it's the 50th, because surely it's not been done yet. It is. It was from 2014, and it was uh, 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Basically, uh, the Doctor Who magazine asked the fans what their favourite episodes were, and they put them all in a long list uh, and And put them in a long ranking. So there was 243, I think it is. Uh, I, I can't really remember now, but this one, this one came in at number fifty-four, so it's in the top one hundred. Mm. And again, it's uh, one of the top three, I think. Oh no, I, I, I don't doubt that. You know, it's like I said, I liked it, but it's, it's not one of the worst, but it's not one of the best. But mm. you know, there have been ones that I've seen that I've liked better, but there have been fair few that have been worse. Yeah. So it's sort of on a middle card. Yeah, and also we also read, or I say I upper read, middle card. I read from a Doctor Who the episode guide by Mark Campbell, where he basically goes through all the episodes up until I think it's Matt Smith, and he basically gives them uh, a verdict. Whatever you're going to do when we get a, to that point, well, <laughs> we'll just cut this bit out. Um, he does like a verdict, which I, like I don't to know. Read, maybe and he's a, got a, a rating out of ten. So maybe uh, he'll have a new one. Maybe. So if we By read, that point. if we read Mark Campbell's episode verdict. Well, how how long do you think? Because you know, what what doctor is Jodie Whittaker? She's the thirteenth, right? So we're now nearing the end of the third, coming up to fourth in nearly two years. Mm-hmm. So by the time we get up to Jodie Whittaker, there'll probably be <laughs> two probably more looking, doctors. You probably look at about another five years before four to five years before we even reach Jodie Whittaker. Well, you never know. You don't know, do you? Anyway, well, um, based on basically how far we've come at the moment, I'd say about four to five years. This is called what is it? Is a it's not a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Oh God, I can't even think about things in like five years' time. So anyway, if I read Mark Hamill's episode, Verdict for the Time Warrior, a clever hybrid of history and science fiction, Lynx is a chilling creation, and despite the hamming act, hammy acting, there hammy. are some <laughs> great moments, an 8 out of 10. Hammy? What's hammy? I've told you, we've, we've talked about this before, hammy. about hamming it up. It's where they go like... All Shakespearean acting and oh, OTT oh yeah, acting, yeah, you know, Def- definitely with the rebels, especially with Iron Gron. Yeah, definitely the rebels. So he he really did sort of hype it up a little bit and sort of hammer up for the for the for the screens. Um, portrayed by uh, David Dacker, he was uh, mm. Iron Gron. So if we now sort of say that that's the Iron uh, the Time Warrior done. We'll go to what's coming up this season. Uh, we did do this at the end, I think, of the last season. <laughs> Not that I can but, remember. <laughs> but now we're going to go through it. So we just watched the the, uh, the Time Warrior. The next week's episode will be Invasion of the Dinosaurs. That's a, Ooh, dinosaurs! Yeah, and it's a good one. I really like that one as well. Sarah Jane. Um, do we get any raptors? Form. Well, we'll see what kind of dinosaurs we get. Well, well you're, you're probably going to get a T-Rex at least. Yep. So that's, Are that's you going to get a raptor? Because Kai... Is going to want to know. That's is a, a six. That's a six-parter. 
Then we get Death to the Daleks, which is a four-part. We get the Monster of Peladon, six-part. So it's the return Peladon. of Peladon. And Peladon, Peladon, Peladon. What was Peladon? Well, there was the Curse of Peladon, wasn't there? I think it was the one where they had that conspiracy where it was the guy, the head in the box. Sort of like... And we thought it was the Ice Warriors, but it wasn't the Ice Warriors. They were actually the good guys for once. That's the Curse of Peladon. Maybe you need to go back and I'm just trying to think of what the hell Peladon was. Peladon was the a place. It was oh, the right, right, yeah. So this is the monster of Peladon. That's a six-parter. And then we finish off John Pertwee's era with Planet of the Spiders, which is a six-parter. So again, it's... Sort so of... it actually got spiders in. I can't really remember. I'm guessing if it says Planet of the Spiders, it's going to have yeah, spiders in it. Yeah, but we thought it was going to I thought it was going to have bugs in it when we did the web planet, and it weren't. Well, no, it was kind of moffy type creatures and ant no, creatures. No, not in the pla- web planet. The web planet was um, the big jellyfish thing. That was the, the big end. mind thing. Yeah, that was at the very end, but it was like moths and ants. No, oh, that again, was... Again, you need to go back and listen to our podcast. No, because that was the giant bugs in a different one. Right, well, people want to go on Twitter and actually correct Becky that say I'm right, then... No, the, that's nothing do. to do with it. It was ants, yes, in that one, mm. because they were in like a colony, which had the big thingy. But they were like moth thing, like bee moth thingies. No, they were ants. Well, they were ants. Well, we'll we'll agree to disagree. And Some ants on. have wings, you know. And you know, the other one that I thought you were on about was with the giant flies when they end up like really tiny. Well, that'd be Planet, Planet of the, the Giants. giants. Yeah. So I do know what I'm talking about. I'm glad you do, because we don't. But when it said Planet of the Giants, the first thing I remember saying to you was, "Is there any big bugs?" And there was. Right. So. I need to be prepared. Is there going to be a lot of spiders? I'm guessing there are spiders in it. But oh, they'll great. be like 70s budgeted, really bad looking spiders. Yeah, I know. But I got freaked out on bloody on Harry Potter and Chamber of Secrets. So oh, we'll have to see, won't we? It's, you know. It's the last one. Of and Eight-Legged Freaks. Which I don't even know why I watched that. So, yeah. And Shelob. Mm. So and yeah, it's the anything uh, remotely with a spider. In so it. so basically, Becky, this is the beginning of the end for John Pertwee. Now it's you know. Does he get bitten four, by yeah, four but, more episodes? Yeah, but then how does he end up regenerating? Does he get bitten by a spider? Well, I'm not going to give it away, are we? We're going to have yeah. To... But then if he gets bitten by a spider, he shouldn't regenerate. There's he should become like Spider Man. Three, what is it? Three, one, two, three, four episodes until yeah, the end. Yeah, so. but. Technically, if he gets bitten by a spider, he shouldn't regenerate. He should become Spider-Man. Wow. Just saying. We'll have to see, won't we? And it will be the... Here you go. We can merge Doctor Who and Marvel. Well, it'll be the the, the kind of first... It's kind of the second, but it'll be the very first regeneration that we've kind of seen. Because we have seen William Hartnell into Patrick Troughton. We have seen William Hartnell into Patrick Troughton, kind of, but you didn't see Patrick Troughton into John Pertwee. No. So this is like the first time we kind of properly see a proper regeneration. So Yeah, but I have seen the episode where um, I think Tom Baker goes into Peter Davison. Peter Davison. Yeah. I don't know Lego, why. Legoopolis, or whatever it's called. But I, I, I've not actually, I've just seen the bit. I haven't seen like, 
the actual episode, but because um, I think you put it on what once, and I just saw that bit. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can merge Marvel and Doctor Who. Wow, we can have a Spider Doctor. I think we'll just concentrate on the Doctor Who. Spider so. Doctor. Anyway. Uh, like I said, social medias are on the description. Uh, basically, that'll be Twitter and Facebook. Um, and we'll uh, catch you for next Maybe that's why he's really got a long scarf. Maybe he uses that instead of a web slinger. Well, we'll see, won't we? Anyway, we'll let we'll let Becky digress yeah. for a little bit longer <laughs> off off the air as she thinks about Spider Doctor. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, Anyway, so we'll think we'll leave it there. So Invasion of the Dinosaurs is next week and we will catch you then. So I'll say goodbye and say goodbye, Becky. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.